Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. News for the Soul is now in its 25th year of broadcasting. Tune in live or visit the archives at newsforthesoul.com. That's newsforthesoul.com. Previously aired broadcast of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. Next up, it's another new show. I get to introduce you to two new members of the News for the Soul radio family. Vanessa and Andrew are going to be with me for the next five, 55, not five, 55 minutes. <laughs> True Quantum is the new show. We uh, don't read the bio at the top of the show. We do things differently on the intro shows. We do our famous first question and unpeel the onion from there. Uh, the famous first question is the place that connects us as a community and movement over 25 and a half years now-ish. Uh, it's the place where our authentic quest for what, knowing what's really real and what's really possible brings us together. So, Vanessa and Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. Hello. So good to talk to you on the air, finally. Yay. Very excited. Um, so you guys will have to work out some kind of hand signal as to who's going to take the first answers and work it out amongst yourselves. Okay. I'll just throw out the questions, give each of you a chance to respond. Um, the famous question is as follows. Um we all have had experiences outside the quote-unquote 3D norm that get our attention, uh, in some cases scare the bejesus out of us, <laughs> maybe even change our lives and change the path and purpose of our path on the planet. So um, I'm curious what your earliest recollection of something like that might be and also the profound biggies along the way. So whoever wants to start with the earliest recollection, let's do it. And we like details, by the way. Detail, detail. All right. All right. So um, <laughs> I think I, what, from what I hear, what you're asking is, kind of, uh-oh, drop my phone. When, when I felt like there was more to life than the five senses. Um, well, it can be anything. It can be a consciousness shift like that. It can be literally talking to aliens and spirits in your room when you're one. You know, it can, it can be anything. Anything in between those two places. Okay, I was a pretty young child. Um, I was a preteen, and I saw a <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> I saw a celestial being in our home that was uh, could be described as an angel or, or something. And after I had this experience, then my mother had some kind of like download or experience as well. And I guess I saw this this being a few times. And I was I was fairly young at the time, and um, and then hmm. from what I was told what, by my mother, us, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, give us details on exactly where it was, where you were, how you reacted, what did it look like? Oh, was there any communication? Okay. <laughs> it was it was kind of like walking 
in the same direction that I was walking. I was downstairs, and it was at the top of the steps, walking between bedroom to bedroom across the hallway. And I was walking from the kitchen, in this case, to the living room. And uh, it looked at me and smiled, and then I obviously did a double take, and it was gone. And it was all white. I, it was vaguely female. And um, it was just a very pleasant kind of a nice um, encounter. And uh, it didn't frighten me or anything. It was just uh, it was just kind of a nice experience. And then my mother had told me that uh, she got uh, she she felt a presence. Uh, after I, I told her that uh, that encounter, oh. I think that happened twice. That had happened twice in the house with that particular uh, presence. Well, smiling so, is good. That's nice. Um, so it sounds like you were raised in a, a kind of a more aware environment than if your mom was sensing things. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, to a degree, to and I'm sorry that I my voice is so. Uh, uh, raspy right now. I'm getting over uh, a little bit of uh, being being under the weather. You know, <clears throat> to a degree, yes. Uh, at that time, my mother was the more open-minded one uh, in the house. She was kind of a mystic. As time went on, she kind of got into that and went over more to the religious side, specifically Catholicism. But that was that was kind mm. of her choice, her journey. But uh, yeah, there was uh, there was a degree of that in my house growing up. Excellent. What about you, Vanessa? What's your earliest experience? Um, my earliest experience, let's see. I think I, I didn't think that it was strange to hear entities or beings around me. I mean, I think out of the womb I, I could hear things, could hear voices and uh, communication. And I thought it was normal, no one, you know, because I didn't tell anybody and no one said any different. Um, so after a while, I started to see them, and I lived in a an apartment. Um, it was a two-family house, and we lived in the bottom floor, uh, the bottom part of the house. And I remember my the house, the, the owner of the house lived upstairs, and her ha- son had committed suicide in our basement in one of the rooms. And the door was always shut. Yeah, the door was always shut. We weren't allowed to go in that room. Um, My mother said it was really creepy, and there there were pictures everywhere on the walls commemorating him or something like that. Um, But from what I remember, I remember that it was very haunted, um, our apartment, our house. And there were a lot of uh, dark beings walking around, um, shadow beings, of course. Uh, mm. I remember falling asleep and, li- and hearing something breathing in my room all the time and my rocking chair kind of moving on its own. Um, <laughs> oh, never, and the thing is, it didn't scare me because I was just such a young kid and I had nightmares and nightmares would scare me, of course. But I think that I just kind of like let it be and I would, I would pray because I was raised Catholic and my mother would teach me how to pray, and I would pray, and I would feel better. But, um, yeah, and I used to communicate with so many different things that I think that I wasn't, I wasn't afraid. I, I had imaginary friends, quote-unquote. Hmm, interesting. Do you remember anything about 
the communications with these friends? Um, I don't remember. I know my mom told me stories, like she'd walk into my room and I'd be just chit-chatting away with nothing. <laughs> and she'd be like, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? And I'd be like, oh, it's Manny. He's on the ceiling. And she'd freak out. <laughs> she'd be like, what are you talking about? He's on the ceiling. <laughs> Like that's not creepy at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, before moving forward, what what did both of you? What did that tell you about the true nature of, you know, where we are today? Let's see. Well. Well, I guess that's. Um, I I don't. I can't speak for other people, but I know that for me it was. Um, well, I guess I guess more specifically to the nature of where we are today, I think that there are. Uh, just my opinion, based on my experience, that humanity and the planet goes through shifts and evolutions, and sometimes they're long and drawn out over a period of time, and sometimes they're very, very quick. And I and I'm not going to claim to to kind of really. Uh, have all the answers to that, but that's just what I feel to be true. And uh, like, for instance, 2012 was a, was a huge one that was felt by a lot of people. That was very, very fast. I mm-hmm. feel like. But having seen like the being of light, what did that tell you about the true reality of your world once you saw that? Well, for Hmm, that's a good question. Well, I think that, yeah, for me, though, I think that, yeah, I, I was, I think that I had believed that these beings were walked amongst us and they were no different. They just were here. Um, and I didn't see them as any different because nobody told me until later on when I got older, maybe like eight um I started repressing my abilities and all of the mm. supernatural things. I pushed them away because people told me basically that it's shameful, you know, the whole Catholicism thing, and it wasn't, you know, the right thing to do. So I started to just push them away, push them away, and then I didn't see them anymore. But I always had a clear audience. But, um, but yeah, I think that for me what I can see is that they are amongst us. They are always around, and they're just it's kind of a layer on our current reality. Yeah. yeah, definitely more more than we were told is afoot, that's for sure. It's amazing when you start asking this question, the answers you get. So how about some of the, the more pivotal ones later in life? Either one of you can jump in. All right. I think that from there I just I spent a lot of time in the uh in the woods as a kid and a lot of that time was spent uh, by myself. And so communicating with nature spirits was pretty darn easy for me. Like they were my friends. And uh, that was just a very, very natural thing for me. They kind of like looked out for me and, and I developed these relationships that I just felt more at home there than anywhere else. And um, can you define nature spirits like who or what exactly uh, that is? Elemental devas, uh, 
that say, yeah, the uh, very old earth spirits and rock spirits that only come around, you know, if they really want to. They're very particular. Yeah. Things like that. Um, with specificity, you know, I, I think that, um, God, I, if I had to pick one out of a hat, I think that, <laughs> um, that I would just, uh, you know, I had early memories of, uh, of leaving my body and going swimming through the trees, I guess. And once I realized that I could do that, I was like, wow, I want to do that more. Like my life by comparison is pretty dull and terrible, but I have all this freedom. When I leave my body, I can go swimming, you know, yeah. Go swimming in the forest. That's that's pretty awesome. Was that like, how visceral was that experience? Was it like during a, a meditation or a visualization or were you having a nap or was it a, did it feel really, how literal did it feel? Oh, uh, it was, uh, I would, I think it was, uh, a little easier for me as a, as a kid, because when, you know, like a lot of kids, like you go through a particular trauma and you're kind of half out of your body anyway. So that's probably what made it easier for me. But, um, yeah, it, it was, it was very visceral. It was usually at night, just when I was sleeping. But there were times there were times during the day as well where I would kind of kind of wander into wander into that state. Do you remember any specific uh interaction with you mentioned the Fae, which is always interesting. Um, any specific kind of interactions come to mind? Oh boy. No Halloween's right around the corner. <laughs> this is when they ramp up this is when they ramp up anyway, so uh just me talking about it, they're all probably gonna <laughs> Come out, come out and play now. Uh, yeah, specific interactions. You know, I think that uh, <clears throat> just uh, I would see them from time to time. Oh yeah, that's right. There was another thing. I saw I saw a green man in the garden. I saw like a little elven kind of creature in the, in our back garden one day, and I told my mom about it. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a, that was an experience uh-huh, for sure. And I, I, I felt like, you know, we had an understanding and they, you know, kind of, uh, they kind of helped me out and they were very appreciative that I, that I respected them and, uh, and they knew about me and I knew about them. We just kind of coexisted for a while, I guess. Interesting. You know, I'll tell you, that's one thing I never did to my kids was shut anything down because I was on a zero to 60 extreme consciousness path by the time I, you know, had the first one out. And so if my kids told me there's a monster in the closet, I'm like, we've got an exit plan. We're locked and loaded. You know, I'm on it. <laughs> I did not shut anything yeah. down. <laughs> that's beautiful. So what that's about you, Vanessa? Um, what was the question again? I forgot. Oh, I uh, pivotal bigger moments of external th- yeah. non three D stuff. Oh, okay. Let's see. Um I mean I used to hear noises all the time, um, footsteps, things like that. I think the dead really used to communicate to me a lot as a kid. Um and I used to see Let's see. I used to see ghosts like around my grandma's apartment when I was a kid, and she used to babysit all of us. Um, and I began 
began connecting with angels at a very young age. They were always around, and I always saw them. Um, but at a particular time, let me think. I just don't have very good memory about that stuff as a kid. I can tell you more about when I was older. Um, even, even the ones when you're older, like we're looking for the, the pivotal where you knew yeah. the, something um, was going down and it was totally real and your entire reality is shifted into a new, you know, those yeah. ones. Those yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, I think, um, well, I do recall when I was a kid, maybe like 12, 13, I was very much a very depressed kid, um, got through a lot of stuff, and by that time... I was seeing UFOs outside. I was obsessed with aliens and reading books. I was a big reader as a kid. And I would just read about astrology, read about aliens. And I, I remember I, one time I was falling asleep. I was looking out the window and I saw a UFO at my window on, in the sky. And um, it was like rolling down. It was getting bigger and bigger and getting closer to the earth. And then it went away really fast. And, I remember I told my mom, and she was like, you were just dreaming. And I'm like, no, I was fully awake. <laughs> what do you mean? I was dreaming. Mm. Um, but then I started to experience, now that I know, looking back, there were abductions. I didn't know that back then. But looking ah. back now, I know that that was happening a lot as a kid, especially after trauma and, and experiences and things like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that was one. Um, and as an adult, let me think. There was my actual real awakening when I came back to all of this. Um, after a really abusive relationship, I started to seek answers. And I had a friend now who, like, blasted my third eye open <laughs> pretty violently. And, mm. uh, oh, jeez. You know, I was, I, yeah, and I, I was in Florida at the time. And... I remember just hearing spaceships and spacecraft over my house and it was so loud at like five in the morning and nobody else in my house heard it. And I was like, what is going on? This is crazy. It, it sounded like a literal an aircraft above my house, like a crazy loud noise. And, and uh, I would start hearing like interference on the phone, like someone trying to tap in, like out at, things following me, like white vans following me around, and all these crazy <laughs> things, but yeah, got crazy, but uh, it kind of quieted down after a while, but yeah, that was another one. Well, how did they open your third eye? Energetically. She's, a, she's an angel channeler, basically an angel channeler, and uh, he, I went to one of her events, and she was doing energy work on everybody that was there. And I was standing up on a mat with crystals on it. And she came over to me and she did, she spoke in tongues. So she would come over me and she tapped my third eye and she said something. And I kid you not, I almost fell over on to my knees. It was so powerful. And wow. there was someone behind me ready to catch me because this is how powerful it was that she had someone having to hold everyone, having to hold people up because sometimes people would fall. I almost did. I didn't actually fall. But she was just saying, like, okay, we're going to clear out your ancestry. We're going to clear out your, 
your um, bloodline going back seven generations. And she was just saying, I have it, in, you know, talk, talking about me, like I have another angelic channel here. I have, so she was trying, just clearing out, clearing me out, but it, it was really my third eye. And after that experience, I, I could not see anything the same ever again. It was no going back after that. <laughs> you know, that's the thing to mention too, as we're talking about this stuff is it's, it's not a joke, you know, it's not, this isn't just entertainment for, you know, around the campfire with flashlights under your chin. I had like a blasted open kundalini experience completely, mm-hmm. didn't know what it was. It was totally unexpected. I was at a conference um, covering it as a reporter, actually, but participating because who can just cover it by looking at something, right? It's direct experience mm-hmm. and doing a tantric mm-hmm. breathing. And by the end of the weekend, I was just two sheets to the wind weird and my back was right. telling me I was trying to right. you know I was trying to pack up my stuff in the room and every time I leaned on the wall the lights would go on and so my cameraman oh my was with me he's like you can't drive I'm taking you home uh-huh. and every time I tried to touch his car to open the passenger's door his car alarm went off he ended up having to put his car in the shop I mean this is real stuff like wow. you know yeah. I had no support either at that time it was scary stuff you know and, yeah. and so it's you want to have the yeah you have to have the right support and the right education and the right people around you so we'll put that in there in the conversation mm-hmm. as we're <laughs> As we're going. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. I agree with that a hundred percent. I know that for that, for me, technically it was a, a kind of a traumatic experience. I have to say, because it wasn't, it wasn't done in a very gentle way. You know, it kind of was, I call it blasted my third eye because that's what it felt like. But, um, you know, everyone has their own ways of waking up and it was, it was, it knocked me off my feet basically like and I couldn't I was all alone I didn't know anybody else who could help me I had to really kind of like dig myself out of that alone I had to seek help a lot mm. um and I, after making mistakes too of, of meeting people who only took advantage of me you learn kind of how to be discerning and it just took me a while I think it you know it takes yeah. everyone a while and that's the other thing that people not talk about is the fear is real. You know, everyone goes like, oh, yeah, it was all blissful and light and love. and Not always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not yeah. All, right? So, no, you know, no. it's, it's part of the deal. No. The all it is has a yeah. lot of stuff in it. Right. So um, I know we're getting along. Any other um, stories either of you want to share from pivotal, life-changing ones like that? Those are the good stuff. <laughs> I have one more. I mean, I think that my last real serious awakening, because, um, I mean, it, evolution happens naturally, I think, in ascension, as they call it. But um, I think the last time that I had a real a real awakening was another issue where I was going through an attack, a psychic attack, let's basically say psychic mm. attack. Um, and it was, it was, Kind of, I, it was later on um, after my first one, and I had already kind of developed some skills, some knowledge. I was kind of comfortable where I was at, and then here I go having another um, a psychic attack. Basically, I couldn't sleep, and what was happening was I was getting woken up to almost every hour to something inside of my body. I felt in my like 
digestive system. And the moment I would wake up, it would, like, jump out of me and stand in my room, and I could hear it chewing. And it was yeah. it was <laughs> terrifying, okay? Yeah, it was, it was terrifying. It actually scared, it scared me a lot. And I, I didn't know how to clear this thing out. And I remember, okay, what I'm doing isn't enough. I need to get help. Um, and that's when we met our friend, Ty, who taught us how to do true quantum healing. Um he basically, you know, cleared it, cleared it out right away. I mean, it was pretty quick. And I was hooked. Wow. I was like, wow, this actually works. It's really effective. It really it heals all that stuff. It basically was a black magic attack from something and to remove it. But, wow. um, yeah, so that was the last one that I can remember. Do you have any of those? The, um, the awakenings? Yeah, like a like mm-hmm. a tap or a, a yep. like that. Yes, right. or just any kind of pivotal shift, you know, perm, one of those perma shifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was called you to wake up more. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I was uh, I guess I was about um, seventeen, and I had an experience where I was taking some uh, mind altering substances of the psychedelic variety. <laughs> and so whatever I, you know, my, and I had taken them before and I had some very good life affirming, like positive experiences. Well, on my uh, last one, this is my final stop on that particular train because I had what's <laughs> called a bad trip and I went to some awful hell dimension. Oh like my God. And so that really, it was, you know, pretty. It was pretty that? intense and amazing. And um, I, I met. I, I was attacked by some kind of green pod creatures in some awful, oh, no. awful helmet. Like the 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 walls were melting, the ceiling, like the floor was melting. I was nearly about to be possessed. And there's a there's a specific feeling that goes along with that. For for those of you out there who have experienced this, you will know what I am talking about. Your consciousness and life force feels like it's water going down a drain and it's a very very scary yeah. feeling so that nearly happened to me in that situation and it really um caused a lot of uh airs in my field and pain and suffering and a lot of and a lot of harm and but then i had to rebuild myself and my ego and my mind and my spirit brick by brick and so i mm. and it took quite a while but I came back much stronger and, and much more aware of the uh, the nature of reality and the <laughs> yes. things that are behind the, the things that are behind the uh, the stained glass window of this world. <laughs> let's say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why that's the other reason we have these conversations, right? Because, like for me, it, it's these stories don't stop as we evolve. New stuff happens, right? I don't need any of those substances ever. I go and leave the plane when in quote unquote sleep time, and they're not always happy, fluffy. Some of them are right? amazing. I try to, you know, record in my mind, try to remember all the detail, and some of them are, you know, I mean, I can tell you stories that would take up hours, but you know, that's that's a thing that we need to learn is how to be safe, how to keep ourselves together, how to, you know, these are important things. So. Those were some pretty yeah. cool shares, um, and I liked the segue of Iris Vanessa led right into what's true quantum. 
Yes, yes, indeed. Um, so true quantum healing is a healing modality um, that was developed through uh, Chris Kaler. I uh, don't know if you know who, who that is or if you're familiar with him or his work, but he's an energy healer. And um, it's basically a dousing system that we use and amplification, um, like energy tools um, that use sacred um, geometry. Um, and the thing about what we do, and I think what sets us apart, I think, is that we use only direct source energies to do our work, which means that we are very specific in our intentions, and we we know how powerful intentions are, so we're careful with our words, and um in having to, whether it's healing some, whether it's removing something that's causing stress or problem within your physical body, etheric body, whatever part of yourself, and then adding in some healing energies um, quantumly. So we're working in the quantum field, and the thing about the quantum field is that everything starts in the quantum field and then develops and comes forward into the third dimensional field um, in a way of, like, manifestation. So... We have clients that basically, you know, have a lot of physical ailments, um, sleep disturbances, like I've said, psychic attacks or um, like anything. I think, you know, PTSD, we have a form of healing for that. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's that's basically it. Like we, um, we connect to source uh, very intentionally. We clear out any interference that might be blocking that. And we basically do dousing and, and healing from that standpoint for our clients. So can you walk us through, um, I mean, you were in the middle of that major psychic attack and, and uh, your friend knew how to do this. Like, can you walk us through how it was from your perspective when you were introduced to, to this and he started yeah. doing it with you? Like, what happened? How did you know it was real? What was the wow moments and, and what happened? <laughs> Yeah, so um, I connected with him. I found I actually found Chris Taylor on the internet, and I emailed him, and he uh, referred me to Ty um, because he was booked out for like six months, so he couldn't really help me right away. Um, so Ty could see me like the next day, which was amazing. And when I first got on Skype with him, because it was through Skype, um, basically he asked me what my problem was, and to describe the symptoms. And I told him what was going on, and he was able to use his um, pendulum dousing and go through a variety of books and charts asking different questions. And it, honestly, it's about the question. It's so important. Um, so he's asking different questions and figuring out, okay, what's the first most important or optimal thing to do for me with this problem? And then he would get something, say, let's say it's like a removal of something or an entity have to remove. So Tool at the time was a vesicle Pisces, and he would point it at the camera, and he would start saying commands to me, um, basically within Vanessa, within whatever area he doubts, um, please remove whatever it was. Um, and I kid you not, I was just depleted. I was exhausted. Um, I was still pushing through my day doing what I had to do. And I kid you not, like when he, when he said those commands, whatever it was within me freaked out. 
<laughs> like it did not like it. Hated it. Hated that I was on the phone or on Skype with this person. It was very upset. Um, I could feel how resistant the energy was inside of my body. And then when he said the command, it it lifted up, and I got tingles all over my body. I got goosebumps. I started yawning right away. I started tearing up from yawning so loud. Um, and I felt the energy shift right out of my body, like immediately. And right after that, I got a feeling of like a sense of well-being. That's really how I knew it's going to be okay. And I'm going to, and I'm going to get better. Like this is the answer. And then after he did a session with me and he did a lot of, I mean, there were like binding cells on me. There was a lot of stuff going on. He removed everything. Um, and after that, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to keep connected to this person, keep talking to him because he was such an amazing soul. He had passed last year, unfortunately, but um, he taught us a lot while he was here. And, you know, I, I was like, I have to stay connected to him. I have to keep asking questions. And I just began asking a million questions and just became a student immediately. Um, and in the beginning, we didn't have any tools. We had small we, we use crystals, which you can use, right? You can use anything that really amplifies your intention. That's high resonance. So that's what we started using in the beginning, and it worked for us, and we really kind of, like, honed in on our skills and got stronger with that, and then we got the bigger stuff. But, yeah, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> wow. So how was he discerning what was going on with you energetically? He was dosing everything? And he was getting downloads while he was dousing, so he could things would come to him intuitively from just dousing. And and he, yeah, it was like an intuitive dousing. That's you know obviously it was just it's very connected to source because of the intention he set to do that. Wow, I mean that's that's mm-hmm. quite amazing result that that entity released in the first session. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true quantum healing. Um, as Vanessa was saying, because it works within the quantum field, we find that we have results uh, immediately or almost immediately that can actually be experienced yeah. and felt uh, by ourselves yeah. when we're busy. We do this every day with uh, on our, each other and ourselves and also by our, our house and our clients in session. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what would be yeah, fun? Just, I don't know if this is doable, but um, uh-huh. either on the air queen shows and then for the next show, um, would you want to do like a demo session with me? I have all kinds of things that now can be right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd love to. That would be perfect, yeah. Definitely. Be, and then we could, uh, we could both help the audience by clearing the crap <laughs> and uh, yeah, kind of get, get it on a deeper too. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, now, and the thing about it is that, that others, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, is that something that we can do on the air itself, like a live demo, or is it something that we need to do between shows? No, we could do it on the air. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fun. thing about it is, is that, yeah, and the thing about it is that uh, whoever is listening will get also get a clearing um, indirectly. So right. it works Throughout time and space, yes. it's friends who have passed, who we still listen to, and they still work just as powerfully. You know, it's just, it's really cool stuff. 
So we'd love wow. to. That's, that sounds like very cool stuff indeed. And, uh, you know, everything happens in the timing for a reason, and, yeah, we could probably use the support over here. <laughs> so sounds mm-hmm. good to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> how long would the demo session be? I mean, as long as you'd like, you know, I guess our sessions are 40 minutes, but we could do a demo session for however long you want. Okay. Well, if we planned for next show and Mm -hmm. you can kind of, you know, um, let everyone know, educate them on what's going to happen, then we could do this session and then we can debrief. That would be perfect for the next show if you're up for that. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Ryan, I'm excited. Um, the, um, give us some examples and what's shifting for uh, people you're working with. Let's see. Okay. So I have clients that, okay, so recently I had a lot that was coming up that was um, very much paralleling it's kind of like our reality and our universe and the earth itself, all the timelines were paralleling Atlantis, ancient Atlantis, um, Atlantean timelines. And what happened is that what happened is that when we're kind of on a parallel trajectory to a, an, a kind of an ancient civilization timeline, um, we sometimes have the same problems come up for ourselves, for our clients. And so what I was seeing was a lot of death, rebirth, um, ritual sacrifices being done on lower astral dimensions that I had to remove people from. Um, A lot of, um, like, lower astral slavery stuff, a lot of abduction, alien stuff, um, because, you know, we know that they rule, right? They, and they still do in their own way. They're not source, but they come in here and they pretend to be God. And they want people to worship them and believe that they are their creator and they are not. And so people tend to kind of give their energy to these aliens, these false gods. And um, they then find themselves in a lot of issue, having a lot of issues and problems, Um, specifically like mind control problems, like possession, mental attack, um, very like dark thought forms that are kind of uncontrollable and can't stop. They're just constant um, chatter in their minds and and things like that. And it has a lot to do also with the whole rollout of the whole AI stuff and how bad bad that's getting and um, energy weapons and all the things related to that, that are kind of making it worse. Um, so that's what I've been seeing. I know I have clients with different things that come to me different for different things, but um, on the general spectrum, that's kind of what I've been seeing. You know, you mentioned the AI thing. When that came out, I was feeling that like crazy. <laughs> I kept saying to people, are you feeling this? Are you, it's, oh, my God, it's doing something, yeah. and, and it be turned off. And What do you think that shift yeah. was about? Well, the AI stuff has been coming out for a while, and they've been planning it for a long time. Um, but 
it's just gotten worse. I think that humanity, they're getting humanity ready for it. And I think that they were kind of just trying to normalize it within our culture with a whole social media tech stuff, making it more normal. And I think now they're trying to make it like a playful thing with this, you know, little social media, like chat GPT. Yeah. Well that, yeah. And like this, the whole social media kind of like trends where they have you taking pictures of yourself and then putting them into AI software and having pictures of you being replicated. I mean, they're just stealing your image. Um, for whatever they want to do, if they want to use it for anything. You know, I think it's just a very, it can get very dark very fast. Um, mm-hmm. And it, they, they also don't have any life force. It's not like survive in the third dimension without having something to jump into. They need something, a structure, a person to possess, basically to do what they want. So, yeah, you know, along with the whole COVID thing and everything, I mean, this has kind of been a thing that's, that was going to happen. And it's just kind of ramped up a lot. And it's going to keep ramping up, Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> One of the reasons I'm really intrigued by um, the approach of what you do is the, the fact that the Dow thing is um, one of the key elements to discovery because um, – you know, like if anything, uh, like I was saying when I was covering the, that uh, conference where I had my Kundalini blasted open, um, you know, I try to participate and do everything that I can. Um, I've talked to mm-hmm. David Morehouse, former CIA remote viewer, for years. I've taken his trainings for 15 years, and we traveled all over, including Peru, where I filmed aliens, by the way. I can play a little audio clip at the wow. end to take us up with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but, you know, we, in the explorer's level, you know, we checked out a lot of modalities and, and dowsing was like the number one reliable um, yeah. science and, and it's very powerful. So that has my attention right away. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, before we get into, oh my gosh, the time goes so fast on these things. Um, <laughs> why don't we do this? Why don't we talk about, well, First of all, future shows, other than we know what the next show is, yay, but um, future mm-hmm. shows in general, what's, um, what's been coming through for you? Where do you feel guided to go? Well, I do feel like um, Andrew and I will be on the shows together for the most part, and sometimes it'll just be me do kind of a maybe a five-minute general clearing for the uh, collective um, as an introduction and kind of just, for whoever's listening, whoever's resonating, um, do a five-minute general clearing and then going into different topics that interest us and that we talk about together all the time. <laughs> we talk about crazy stuff all the time. Yeah. The, uh, You're in the right place. <laughs> right? Yeah, we really feel uh, we really feel it's, it's your show and your uh, the opportunity you've presented us with has, has really resonated with us, and we're very, very much looking forward to it. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, I mean, in terms of, yeah, in terms of a clearing and, and shows and things like that, I <clears throat> I know what's been coming, what comes up for us a lot is sleep disturbances, and I talk with other folks who sleep disturbances come up for them as well and affect them negatively, and, and that has a lot to do with the message of what she was just talking about in terms of AI and alien stuff, so. Oh, Yeah. We're definitely going to throw some clearings in um, mm-hmm. for folks who are maybe having those issues. 
um, just a couple freebies out there. If they don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't want to or are not able to make a session with us or um, they just want to see what it's all about, mm-hmm. you know, we're happy to um, kind of Yeah, whatever comes up for that day. You know, I'll doubt and intuitively also kind of see what kind of clearing we should do for that day, and I'll kind of just intuitively do a clearing, I guess, for the collective and whoever comes to the show for the first five minutes, and then we'll do another little, we'll do some topics and stuff. And then I also have some people in mind who would like to interview as well. Excellent. Well, yep, anything goes here as far as format. You know, you can have guests. You can have a panel of guests. You can do open lines. And, yeah, so we'll have some fun. Um, and I'm very excited about this technology. And, you know, I know very little about it. And here it's been, you know, quarter of a century. But we've been, we're here now. That's the main thing, you know. And, mm-hmm. and that's the thing I wanted to mention, too, is, you know, we touched on it a little bit about the state of the world now. I think we were all waiting for the next, you know, global house arrest crap to start in the fall, but no, we've just kind mm-hmm. of yeah. skipped over that to, you know, move on to potential World War Three. So there's a lot of energy in right. crap right now, right? So how are you yeah. using what you do um, with regards so, to that? So we clear, you know, we do work on ourselves um, and our home and our property and our dogs and our cats, and we clear plants and animals, but also when we feel called to, which, you know, we have been recently, especially with um, the Maui fires and now mm. what's going on out in the, in the um, Middle East, yep. um, we come together and we kind of come up with a general clearing that we'll do. Um, and we'll just kind of, I also douse certain things and we'll kind of intuitively also just kind of send some healing. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just very intuitive and it's very in the moment. So it's like whatever kind of comes up, but, you know, for, especially for whatever kind of energies are behind that are demonic, yeah. um, we'll kind of, you know, cause we also use a lot of source law. So we'll, you know, we kind of, uh, said dog. Have something to say. Yeah. So you know, we'll we'll use we use a lot of source law. We work within source law, which means universal source, natural um, law. So we'll set some kind of boundaries and say like these things are not allowed in a source universe. Um, things like that, and send some healing source energies to, you know, any survivors or people that need it in the moment and people that are struggling, people that are, are sick, are sick and, and, you know, are kind of, um, have been affected. So yeah, that's kind of what we do. We'll do that whenever something comes up to us that's kind of resonant. What would be your number one advice to those listening on how to keep their energy uh, up? through, you know, witnessing yeah. things and hearing things that are designed to take us right out of our, you know, vibe? That's a good question. Uh, there's a lot of things right now that, you know, that are aimed to confuse, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. it's even more so now, especially with the continued proliferation propaganda. of cell phones, technology, propaganda. Yeah, sometimes it can feel like, like our, our old friend and teacher, Ty, used to say, he used to refer to it as the quantum weather. 
and sometimes, especially lately, the quantum weather is very dirty. Yep. So I would just recommend people getting um, getting grounded and being very much in touch with your heart and with your truth and being very grounded and discerning uh, in your in your own practices and with the things that you ingest from the outside world. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good grounding techniques out there online, and if possible, we would recommend getting uh, either a neutralization ring which you can find on Chris Kalis' website, or a piece of orgone, which you can find on Chris Kalis' website, and I think possibly our website. Yeah. And also awesome. I would recommend, um, you know, trying your best to stay neutral, which is very difficult. I get it. I know that it's hard not to take sides, but to practice having a, kind of an objective standpoint and kind of a bird's-eye view and it not getting too caught up in the media um, you know, just skimming through stuff. Like, I, I honestly don't, I try not to read full articles about this kind of stuff because it's all, yeah. a lot of it's fear-mongering. A lot of it is just to get an emotional reaction, and that's what they want in order to kind of mess with your brain and your head and your subconscious. So 